When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm still not your attorney. Pop Law Podcast is presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. Pop Law is back with a new sound, same show, and all things pop culture and law. On this episode, I am sitting down with celebrity hairstylist, hair care specialist, and salon owner, Amber Rose Tame. We will be discussing the struggles that black talent and black stylists have on sets of productions and how they can look good, at least in their contracts. Everybody, please welcome Amber Rose Timms. How are you? Good. How are you? You look beautiful. Uh, I feel great. Good, good. So before we get into the topic, black girls need stylists too, let me tell everybody a little bit about you. Amber Rose also known as A-Rose. Her real name the is Amber real Rose. Amber Rose. <laughs> the real Amber Rose. <laughs> A-Rose is a salon owner and hair care specialist originating from Inglewood. Inglewood is not LA or is it LA? <laughs> it is a suburb <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> California. As a second-generation hairstylist, mm. A-Rose's passion for beauty was inherited from her mother. Yes. Who also possessed the gift to transform beautiful sculptures into creating a masterpiece that will make Picasso blush. Okay. Her creativity <laughs> is not only limited to behind the salon chair, she is also skilled in the arts of theater, music, and dance. Mm -hmm. She previously was on tour with R&B sensation Eric Bellinger as a background mm -hmm. dancer. From obtaining her cosmetology license in 2011 to becoming a salon owner, art studio, y'all see me post it all the time, yes. with clientele ranging from A-list celebrities to average working class women and me, and you. A-Rose prides herself in making all women feel beautiful while educating them on how to maintain a healthy hair care routine. Now, before <laughs> we get into this topic, okay. are you ready for some rapid fire questions? All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, don't be nervous. <laughs> caramel or caramel? Ooh, caramel. 80s R&B or 90s R&B? Tough. 90s. Okay. Bay or LA? What? <laughs> okay. A Rose is from LA or Eaglewood, but yes. she loves the Bay. And I do. her friend is from the Bay, Listen, so what you choosing? I'm I'm in the middle. <laughs> you gotta I'm pick the, one. I'm from the city. So I gotta LA. Go with, I gotta go with LA. All right, all right. But I love the bang. Okay. I really love the bang. Heels or sneakers? Mm. I got on heels today, but I will throw on sneakers before heels any day. Now, this one is really hard. Okay. Roller skating. Oh, or dance? Or sea walking. Uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> um, I'm skilled in both. Um, 
I'm gonna go with roller skating, actually. I'm surprised because A-Roll has gone <laughs> viral numerous times for sea walking. Uh -huh. She can't outwalk any man from LA, any yes, woman from LA. I do a little sea walking, but she's never seen me because I ain't from LA, so I ain't about to do it in front of her. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, so now let's get into the facts of this case. Okay. So to frame today's episode about the discussion of lack of black hairstylists available to talent on television productions and on the runway, we will be looking into talent complaints, stylist experience on productions, and the types of contracts stylists enter to. Over the past few years, models and actresses have been vocal about the lack of diverse stylists on sets of productions. Oftentimes, talent have been forced to bring their own stylists, pay them out of pocket, hire them, or to perform with less than perfect mains. Mm -hmm. The sad reality is hair discrimination only tends to happen to black women mm -hmm. and sometimes black men mm -hmm. because they often have to bring their own barbers Barber. to set or come to set with mm -hmm. their hair braided or cut. Mm -hmm. Actress Yvette Nicole Brown tweeted that often she had to come to set with her hair done, bring her own wigs or clip-ins or even pay stylists out of pocket to service her. Actress Gabby Sidibe once tweeted, if they don't have the budget to hire a black hairstylist for me or won't, I just get the director to agree that my character should have twists or box braids. Model Jada Simone was on a set of a movie and should have received a pink ponytail like the rest of her castmates, but mm -hmm. instead they sprayed her hair with pink hairspray and tied a pink headscarf around her bun to make it hang like a pink ponytail. Oh, no. <laughs> this is when she needed you, A-Rose. Golly. The issue here is that stylist's inability to do all hair textures start with proper training in beauty school. Mm -hmm. While the requirements to become a licensed hairstylist vary state to state, oftentimes hair schools do not teach students how to work with hair texture. Can you attest to that? I will say this, it is a smaller portion out of the whole 1600 hours that we have to complete in the state of California where it is ethnic styling. All right. <laughs> it is ethnic styling and it is, they teach you how to press, they teach you how to curl, how to use your Marcells, and they teach you how to braid. Outside of that, That's it. you are on your own pretty much. So with the lack of learning hair texture in school, stylists then carry on this lack of knowledge into hair salons and then often onto production sets. Mm -hmm. This leaves talent to face styling hurdles and black stylists to continue to be backdoored onto productions. Backdoor production gigs harm stylists because on those sets, it may not qualify as part of the requirement hours for stylists to join the makeup artist and hairstylist guild, Yahtzee Local 706 Union. Without being part of the union, black stylists are often excluded from being hired on major television productions, which often require union membership. The flip side of that is if you are not well known, union membership blocks stylists from working on non-union productions. But stay tuned for the Pop Law Breakdown episode where we will discuss favorable deal points for talent and for stylists when entering to agreements. So Amber. Yes. <laughs> 
You are a well-renowned hairstylist. You do everyone's hair. Tell mm -hmm. me again, what inspired you to get into the hair care industry? So literally being a second generation hairstylist, growing up, I was the little girl running around the salon, burning out all the doll heads and trying to press hair and things like that. So it really, the passion stemmed from growing up in the salon and watching my mom do hair and then seeing how everyone felt leaving the salon. Like you can come in a mess, <laughs> but when you walk out, baby, it is like you, when you look good, you feel good. And that mm -hmm. is literally my favorite motto because literally would change people's lives just by how they yeah. felt when they walked out of the salon. So knowing that I can make people feel like that just by doing their hair was what made me go for it. And, and that's good. I know every time I'm in your salon, whether you are <laughs> servicing me or someone else, people feel out like they mm -hmm. can do anything and conquer anything. Mm -hmm. So it is a great feeling and a skill to have. And you know how to do all textures of hair. I've seen and you do all textures. All textures. Straight, wavy, curly, kinky, curly. Yeah. So we talked about stylists not getting this training usually in mm -hmm. schools or it being a small percentage. How critical is it for these stylists to go out and learn how to do all textures? Well, because as, you know, uh, we as in the black culture, we are literally rising and being put in higher places than we've ever been. And I feel yeah. like it's important that because we are in these positions that we are cared for and taken care of just like someone else. So I think it's um, intimidating for someone that doesn't have the background or the skill set when someone comes into, you know, they walk on set with this super tight curly hair and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I don't right. even, do I comb it? Do I, you know? Yeah. And so it is intimidating. So because of that, it's important to be skilled. So that way you can come in and cover all areas, just like I would coming into learning how to do, you know, I got to watch my heat temperament and stuff like that when yeah. I'm dealing with someone's hair who is fine or straight or, you know. So it's, it's really important because we are, you know, we, we ten toes in and we... we ten toes we, in. Yes. So for these stylists who do not know how to do other textures of hair or have not taken the initiative, why do you think they don't go that extra mile to learn how to service people with textured hair? I really think it is intimidation. Mm -hmm. Our hair or black hair, I would say, African-American hair is not easy. Sometimes for some people it is, but sometimes it's not. So you go into it and, and it's, you know, it's coarser and a lot of people just don't know what to do. Um, they don't have the tools. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's very few people in other races that know how to work a press and comb or a Marcel or, you know, Marcel's are the ones that go in the stove just yeah. for everybody. So, you know, you got to heat it up, you know. Um, so if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. They, I really feel like it's, it's an intimidation, but once you get past it and I feel like you learn it just like how you would, you know, we are evolving from, you know, traditional installs to now like tape-ins and things like that. Yeah. It's nothing to just go and learn it, right. which is why furthering your education outside of beauty college is really important. So, you know, I think if they just, if the mindset is like, I'm, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to just, I'm going to do it, they'll be fine. But it is intimidating. 
Outside of being intimidating, is it also a crutch or just a lack of needing to do it if they still get these production and there's yeah, not black people on there? They're not forced to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like instead of giving the girl the, the pink ponytail, oh, we'll just put a pink scarf on it and right. make it look like that is not okay. Not and, okay. But if we had someone that was on set that was skilled enough to say, no, I could do that. Let me brush her hair back and do this and wrap her a ponytail on there or something. Yeah. It would have been just fine. And, and as talent, how can you be comfortable going on set to perform your job as an actor with your hair fucked up? I know that if I was on set, oh, we can cuss? Okay. Yes, you like, can. <laughs> <laughs> I know if I was going on set, I would rather pay someone that I know and that I'm comfortable with, that I know can do my hair, mm -hmm. even if I have to pay out of pocket, which a lot of times people do. I have worked on sets where it was like, they don't have a hair budget, but... I want you, so I'm going to pay you whatever it costs. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get reimbursed, but if I can't, oh, well, fuck it, I need you to come right. and, and do my hair. Because they're comfortable with me and they know that I'm going to deliver. So when someone who is, you know, of black descent or whatever goes on set, we are worried about who the stylist is on set. Because it's like, you ain't going to even be able to do my hair, That's, you know? Yeah. So that that is a problem. And... It is a problem that they have to pay out of pocket or go and find you. There typically Absolutely. are production Absolutely. budgets for makeup and hair. But we are a little more pricey. You <laughs> are. So then it's like, okay, do I pay the difference to get the person that I want or force the production company to create other budgets? My hair costs more than it costs for a white exactly. girl hair to get done. The glam exactly. budget has to be more. It takes at least minimum $2,000 for hair and makeup. But I feel like they will cover makeup if it's a higher budget. But when it comes to hair, it's like they give you pennies on the dollar. And that's just not okay because we as African-Americans require more for our hair. Yeah. And it takes more time. You can't just go in there and plug in your curling iron and do me some curls and think that I'm going to be on set glamorous. Like, or or the default <laughs> is, let me have this natural hair person. Yeah. All black girls don't wear natural hair on and set. And they don't want to wear their afros out. Like, this is not the time for that. This is why they have wigs and why they have extensions and things of that nature, because they want to look good. Yeah. And, and the that's not saying that afro doesn't look good. But you Correct. also no, have it, to put product and stuff exactly. in that, too. That costs money. And that's another thing. They don't even know what product to use in our hair. They're mm. like, yeah, let me put some gel on these edges. Baby, no. You right. can't put, it's going to revert. You can't put nothing with water. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me, give me some yeah. hairspray, but nothing with water, okay? It's just going to crinkle right back up. So. so as a stylist, do you think sometimes for larger productions, you are kind of discriminated against for being high? because they think you don't know how to do non-black hair. I have not ran into that issue. Um, I will say, um, so I'm working on something right now and the set that I'm on is phenomenal. I have a great budget for like my kit and things like that because they know what it costs for them to be able to have, you know, this person or whoever I'm working on look the part. So in, in that aspect, I like working on sets where people know what I'm going to be dealing with and have no problem with whatever budget needs to be filled to get it done. I really haven't had any issues or concerns going on other sets where it's like, oh, you might not need that much or, yeah. you know, so I can't really speak to that per se, but it happens. Well, have you noticed a difference when it's a black production, a black production company and black yep. crew versus yep. non-black? Yep. 
and I love my black crew. (laughs) (laughs) I love working with my crew or just even if it was a non-black crew, just someone, people that understand, you know, you just got to understand that it's not the easiest route and it is going to take a little more time. It is going to take a little more money and if you want your person to look the part, you got to, you know, up the ante a little bit. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the training process to become a hairstylist. We mm-hmm. said a hair school to mm-hmm. be licensed because there's yes. so many hairstylists yes. now who are not <laughs> licensed. Kitchen beauticians. Kitchen beauticians. <laughs> all of these rules. But to become a licensed hairstylist, mm-hmm. you mentioned 1,600 hours. 1600 what are the hours. other requirements? So that was 1,600 hours back then. Now it is completely different. I think, don't quote me, it's probably like 1,100 hours for um, being able to do like chemicals and, and perms and work with, you know, things like that. And then like 600 hours just for styling or, you know, so it's really different. But the, the process is very strenuous. So we learn the bone structure we Mm -hmm. learn you know we really dig into like anatomy so if you came in here and said i want you to give me you know let's say you had a really round face first of all her face is perfect i can't even (laughs) use her as an example but if you had a really round face and you were like yeah you know i want a short bob i'm personally not going to give you a short bob because that's going to make you look rounder to the outside world i'm gonna be like maybe one side longer or maybe (laughs) you know come down here a little bit so we learn um styling we learn perming we learn extensions we learn facials we learn barbering we learn how to manicure pedicure it's literally all things beauty okay so you can when you are a cosmetologist you're skilled in everything you can use your license for everything that has to do with anything beauty um, some people will go just for barbering, your only skill for barbering. Okay. A lot of times, too, with barbering, um, the difference is learning how to use a razor or not. So that's really important. Or you can just go just to learn how to do facials or to become a nail tech. But cosmetology is all across the board. So when I did research about the complaints from different talent and mm-hmm. you know some of the research of different stylists' opinion, I have come across several times people saying black hair is a specialty. It's something that you have to learn, but you told us earlier that like this I is not said. something that you're taught in school. It's a so specialty. you are taught, right? And it's so funny because like in beauty college, you learn with like this one doll head, right? And it's like kind of straight hair, you know, wavy. And then when it's time for the ethnic, ethnic section, they bring you this brown skin, curly okay. hair doll head. Um, but when I say the course is so short, I mean, it is like... So I can see if they... If they taught more of it in school and made it like a, not a forceful thing, but you really need to know how to do this in school, then I feel like a lot of people that even that, that are not black would be skilled in it. Yeah. Because I knew going into beauty college that I was going to do some black hair and I was going to be great at it. Yeah. I knew how to work a press and comb already. I knew how to test the heat on my combs. Um, and then I had, you know, the little white girls next to me. And I was like, oh, my God, how do you do that? You know, just well, we're like, in the girl, same class. <laughs> let me, you know, one. are you not learning? You right. know, so it's, I think because it's not forced as a, as a um, requirement, requirement, yeah. you know, then it's like, okay, I don't really, you know, I'll just take this little test and pass it on this section. But they're really not really learning yeah. and grasping how it is to, to make it work. So they teach you, but they don't. 
And I guess if you have no interest in continuing on doing that hair, you exactly. don't care to you continue. Because I know some white girls that bust down some weaves. I know, you know, so yeah. it, it really is about what you want to do and what you are, you know, it, it's really what you want to do. So you're going to open up art studio, the hair school, so you can teach so, us, right? Yes, actually, I am working <laughs> okay. on that. I do, you know, I, I am on the educational side for sure. And really what I want to do is I want to take um, students who are, so in, in beauty college, once you've finished majority of your book work, then you move on to what is called the floor when you're actually working on mm -hmm. people and you're transitioning. I want to take those that are on the floor and bring them into the shop and do a transition from the school world to the real world yeah. and teach them good like work ethic and things like that, customer service and customer service. Can we just number dive one. in to that a little <laughs> that, bit? Yes, we mentioned earlier kitchen beauticians. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, mm -hmm. it can mm -hmm. be people mm -hmm. that do really good hair, mm -hmm. but you have to come wash, blow you have dry. to come blow dry. I've seen some stylists require you to come part it if you're I getting breaks. How do you part your own hair? And what am I paying Bring you for? Bring your edge control. It's like, I got what, what do you do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I didn't grow up like that. First of all, I don't want you to come to my shop and your shit is dirty. Like, yeah. I want to physically go in and clean. And it's also being in the salon is a part of the experience. Yeah. I have literally had people at the bowl with tears in their eyes like, oh my God, I've new mom, I haven't gotten my hair done in so long. Like, this feels so good just to have somebody else touching my head. And also, you know, like, so like I said, you don't know what it does for that person, you know, being in the salon and being able to use those skills of like scalp manipulation and things yeah. like that. It's a big thing. It is. I'm not going to tell you to come wash and blow dry because then if your shit come out greasy, I don't want you talking about A-Rose did it and you walked down the street. Don't promote that. And so A-Rose <laughs> yells at me all the time because I never make an appointment. Mm, I always mm, text mm, her like, be your can you please, <laughs> can you please squeeze me in? Most of the time she does, but if she does not, then I try to do my own hair, and then she mm. yells at me again, mm, and, mm, 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 mm. you know, we not Because you try to come in and make me like, she wants miracles. Like, <laughs> you want me to make magic, you know? I mean, I don't be coming that messed up now. <laughs> oh. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about the contract side. You are a business owner, and you work on production sets. So mm. what do your agreements look like? My agreements, well... Uh, you are in charge of my, <laughs> she may not be y'all attorney, but she's mine. Okay. Um, okay. So my latest one didn't really have, uh, more so it was like, you know, not posting prior to, you know, not posting the set, um, uh, not giving out, really not saying anything publicly about what it is that we were doing. Yeah. Um, so that that was like the biggest part, mm -hmm. you know, your BTS, things like that. You know, first thing people want to do yeah. is go on and shoot some BTS. Yeah. And now it's, the spot is blown up because yeah. it's all on the internet. So um, that's a big one. And then also I will say there are a lot of things that are in the contract, but then once you actually get to set and start working, it's like a little more lenient, yeah. you know? So, yeah, they might say like no BTS, but then as soon as you leave the first day of set, it's like hashtag. The talent <laughs> might tag you, and then you can So that, that's yeah. it. So for me, that's always like my green light. Yeah. If the talent, if I'm 
you know, working on talent and they tag me or ask me for my Instagram to repost something and I repost it, I'm like, well, I'm kind of in the clear because talent did it, you know, but I typically wouldn't be the first to go on set and film my BTS. Or if I do, I'll film it, keep it tucked. And then when it's time, you know, they start releasing things, I'll, you know, create my promo. So so. on these sets, are you allowed to take photos of your work and post them later? And I ask that question because sometimes uh, talent might not allow you to post or take pictures of their hair. So I haven't ran into it to where I have not been able to. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone that I have worked with, thank God, is really cool. They want to tag me. They want to know, can they come in outside a set? Um, You know, they they feeling good, so they in the camera, you know, Mm -hmm. they're in the videos. So I haven't had it to where it was like, no, I can absolutely, Mm -hmm. you know, not post. I think one of the other things in the agreements, which is something that you put me on to was, so this new uh, set that I'm on, I am listed as key hairstylist. Right. And so one of the stipulations is that um, in credits. Yes, credits. Credits is really, really big and, you know... Uh, Desiree (laughs) pointed that out to me. Um, So that was in my contract that when we, when the credits roll, that I'm listed as key hairstylist. And that was big Right. And credits are important in everything because that's how other people find you, particularly in this industry Mm -hmm. when black women have a hard time finding stylists who have the experience on set Mm -hmm. and who can come on set and actually do their hair. So that's why I told you, you make sure you get that credit. Yep. So... You know, people like me, they read the credits and see who's working on yeah, something. Yeah, see, I never really I never really paid attention to it unless I knew someone that was working and yeah. then I was looking for it. But other than that, you know, on the broader scheme, I didn't never think like, oh, people are going to actually look at credits and be like, okay, well, who was the... Because she was looking fly, you yeah, know, every yeah. episode. So um, that is that is really big for me. That was a good takeaway. Yeah. And then also developing your own agreement. Yes. Yes. So that is something we worked on Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So while you can use the production agreements that they provide you, if they provide you an agreement, Mm -hmm. having your own is a game changer. Yep. And what are the benefits of having your own agreements? I think it's because you set the tone for what you feel like you... um, Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Worth and what you want. Worth, exactly. So you're not just going to, because honestly, they can put anything in that contract. Yeah. And... Had it not been for you, I would have just signed it like, oh, I, you know, this is a, a big, you know, a big gig. I want to go yeah. for it. Des is like, mm-mm, sign, send it over. I need to, you know, look at it. And they say, you know, everything was redlined. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, I didn't even yeah. recognize. But it's really important when you have your own deal memo and what you set the tone for for yourself. And it gives you that level of respect to where mm-hmm. when you send it over, they're like, oh, yeah, no, she's not playing no she's games. Because I don't want you to fucking play with me. Exactly. You know, this is just as much as your job is important to you, my job is important to me, and I need you to see that. Yeah, and while you are providing a service on set, you are yes. also talented because you are a talented exactly. hairstylist. So exactly. The, exactly. The respect goes both ways. And, and we want to the- build our portfolio and things like yes. that, too. So I, I don't want to be here on, like, a, you know, 
on mute just because, but I'm really doing all the work. Right. So, you know, I think it's, it, it's very important to have your own. And so rates, let's talk about rates. Is it okay. hourly rates? Is it day rates when you're working Usually on it's day rate. Um, there's been a few. Th so as far as production wise, those are usually like day rates. Um, when it's like small things like shoots, photo shoots, things like that, um, music videos, sometimes those are usually hourly. Um, but... Uh, Typically, the it's it's a day rate. Usually, your day rate is twelve hours. Okay. Regardless if you're sitting there working <laughs> or not, you know I could be sitting eating my snacks, but I'm on set for twelve right. hours. You okay. know I'm not leaving. So usually, it's, it's typically that way. And then when you have this set rate for the hours, mm -hmm. if you work over those hours, should you negotiate you an overtime rate? You absolutely mm -hmm. should negotiate an overtime rate because. Who is gonna work any overtime for free? <laughs> and, yeah, and and I, as you said, sometimes you're not working those twelve hours, but mm -hmm. then you might be sitting, let's say, for four. If I'm sitting for four, and I could have been in the shop busting some heads down. Yeah, and so even if you are sitting for the four hours, you are still on set, so I'm you still can get working, paid, right? I yeah. am still working. I don't care what I'm doing. If I am in the vicinity on production. Because really what it is, a lot of times, I may be sitting down doing nothing, and, but it's because production is working. They're either doing walkthroughs or read-throughs or, you know, trying to set the, the lighting or whatever. Yeah. But I still have to be there ready on call in yeah. case something is out of place and I got to go run and then fix a hair or whatever the case may be. So I may be sitting down, but I'm still working. Yeah. So without telling people your rate, how mm -hmm. do people determine what their rate is when they go on these sets? You got to know your worth. Yeah. You really have to know your worth. For someone that is probably fairly new, um, obviously because you don't, if you are unsure, I will say that, because new or not, I knew when I was new in the game, I was skilled, I was seasoned, and I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, but if you are, and even with something like that, I would say do assisting first. You know, mm -hmm. go on set with someone and assist someone, because then that'll kind of test out your skills too to see if I'm really ready for this, because if so, I'm asking for the max. But then, you know, you run into those issues where, you know, you got union rates <laughs> yes. and then you have, you know, non-union rates. Right. Um, union rates are going to pay you the big bucks. And then, that's what you want. Let's talk about the union for a second, because when I was reading and learning about the union, you have mm -hmm. to work a certain number of hours yes. consistently. Yes. And from the research that I did, it's difficult, particularly for black hairstylists, to get those consistent mm -hmm. rate or excuse me, hours mm -hmm. to qualify for the union mm -hmm. because you aren't always on these union productions. Mm -hmm. And an example, if you I believe you need 60 hours. If you work 59 hours, then you go work on a set that is non-union. Yep. You don't have 60 consistent hours no. and it doesn't count. So you have to start back over, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. insane. I think those would be like part of the cons, right? Of yeah. trying to get, you know, the process of getting into it. But once you are in it, um, I think it could be very beneficial. The union offers you different type of connections and relationships that you might not have been able yeah. to have prior to, you know, signing with the union. Um, maybe your freedom is probably taken away a little bit and you don't negotiate your own contracts yeah. and they take 
you know, a portion of it, yeah. you know, so that might be a con of it. But ultimately, you know, people that are union are making really good money. And I would hope, but at the rate I see things going, a lot of these union hairstylists. Oh, they don't even know how to do hair. They don't a lot know of- how to do hair. <laughs> or which texture is hair, which is crazy. Which is, which but is they really get crazy. these union productions and sets yep. and people come out with scars wrapped around yep. for their ponytail. Yep, edge is gone. It's just like, <laughs> okay, so what kind of people are like y'all accepting right now? So some stylists who aren't a part of the union or aren't skilled enough to have their own agreements, well, I wouldn't say skilled, knowledgeable enough to mm-hmm. have their own agreements, sometimes sign with an agency. Do you think there's any benefits to signing with an agent to rep you for different types of shoots? I feel like it is um, a benefit if you are like in limbo of like finding work, Okay. right? If you only want to freelance and that's what you choose to do when you're not working in a salon and have a huge clientele, um, working with an agent will help you build your clientele to help you build those relationships with different people, put you on set, take you, you know, you're going to get a little traveling in and things like that. But so I feel like for someone who wants to be in the industry Mm -hmm. as far as like the um, film and and TV and things like that, and you want to, that's like your area, then I would say go for it. So one thing I see with these agency agreements, uh, artists represented by agents is if they are skilled and aware enough, they will ask for their day rate plus travel and per diem. Per diem mm-hmm. is important because mm-hmm. you have to eat, mm-hmm. even if there's craft services. Mm-hmm. But they also say that rate plus the agency fee, so it's not coming out of their uh, Correct. their money. Correct. And if y'all don't know that, that was a little tip, but remember, yeah. this is not legal <laughs> advice. So ask for the agency fees separately. And yes. if the company really wants you, values your work, and if talent yes. asks for you, yes. then demand that agency fee as yes. well. I was working with someone on set, and we kind of started talking about that, and I asked, like, well, dang, did they take a percentage of your money? You know, yeah. she was like, no, it's actually separate from, you know, my rate. So I was like, oh, that's great. And how have you been selected to work on productions? Um... I will tell you, word of mouth is a beast. Okay. Um, my even with my clientele, it is literally word of mouth. Someone sees my work. Um, the set that I'm on right now is a friend of mine from high school who just knew and remembered that I did hair and ran into me and you know saw me on social media and was like, "Yo, you are killing it! Like, I need you on this set." And I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, really word of mouth, you know, also I feel like creating content and things like that on social media is really important because, you know, you never know who's watching, but that's also another full time job in itself yes. that I really don't. I'm thankful that I just knew him and that's just kind of how it works because I don't even create as much content as I should. Yeah. But. But the content that your happy clients leave out speaks for itself. Yes, it is. Boom it. So the three takeaways from our conversation is number one, while beauty school may not go that in depth with learning different textures of hair, Mm -hmm. it is important to continue your education outside of school. Absolutely. Absolutely. The second takeaway is stylists shall always have their own deal memos and contracts that work on their terms and show their worth. Absolutely. 
And third, the only surefire way for talent to guarantee that they have a stylist on set that knows how to do their hair is to build the stylist right in their contract or mm -hmm. ask for a meaningful consultation when the stylist is selected. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Yes. And so, you know, when people are on these sets, people meaning the talent, mm -hmm. and they need your services, where can they find you? You guys can find me. So my salon is located in Los Angeles, California, borderline Westchester. It is Art Studio. Art Studio is my initials, Amber Rose Thames. Isn't that just... So, so creative. So dope. <laughs> um, my hair Instagram is artstudio underscore LA, and you can find me at its underscore A-R-O-S-E. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Pop Law. You know, Black girls, Black women, we need love too. Our hair yes. needs love, and we need stylists like you who are, are skilled in all textures yes. to be on these types of sets. Yes, thank you. Thank you for watching Pop Law Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree. Make sure that you tap into Pop Law Podcast on Instagram. Visit our website, poplawpodcast.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and all audio is available across streaming platforms presented to you by Revolt Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Desiree. And please remember, I am still not your attorney. With the exception of me, because she's mine. <laughs> Find your own. needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba ba ba